calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. Riders and welcome to another edition of the Flow. I am your community manager, Doc Rock from Ecamm, along with my awesome co-host. Hey everyone, it's Katie. <laughs> That's the best part. That's the best part of the show, right there. Hey everyone, it's Katie. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, what are we talking about today, Kates? We're talking about excuses. I was doing my, <laughs> my usual favorite. research for our episodes, as I am often, as I'm, as I want to do. And I've been really loving, I've been taking some of your advice, Doc, you'll be proud of me. And I've been hanging out with Chad and throwing some like common, asking Chad to come up with common podcasting questions and thinking through topics that would be really helpful for all of the flow writers. And Chad, in one of their answers, gave this... Um, gave an answer that included what I know to be a common excuse. And I was like, oh boy, we should talk excuses today. So today we're going to list off five common excuses that podcasters and people who are new or want to be podcasters will make that gets in the way of just creating your podcast. And we're going to talk you through how we would approach overcoming these so that there are no more excuses as we end out this year and head into next year. Oh, I like this. I like this. All right. So I guess we should dive straight into what is the first excuse. You're going to love this one, Doc. The first excuse is I don't have the right equipment. I don't, I don't have the things I need <laughs> to make a podcast. Oh. Grab, grab your credit card. Doc's got some recommendations for you. Okay. All right. So, man, I really like this. So here's the hard part. Here's the hard part about this. While it is important that if you can, you don't skimp on equipment because you will definitely buy it all over again. Not starting because you don't have the right equipment is crazy. Now, I think this is really, really dope because I just did a live stream about this two weeks ago. And I recently just uploaded a, a short about this onto my IG. And it's because I've been thinking a lot about the people who are sitting around waiting for everything to be perfect and put back in a situation. And I got my studio exactly right. And I'm doing this or doing that. Really, at the time, I was having a long conversation with our, our buddy, Bicky who has a different situation because he's caring for a parent. I know what that feels like. I did it for a while. It's definitely rough on the brain cells. But I was like, bro, if you could just find a way to do that 
and still just make videos of you building it from jump, those videos or those audios or whatever about you building it from that very first nail will probably be more valuable to people than your whole podcast once you're done. Because everybody wants to know how to do that. Everybody wants to know how to start from drywall and get to this amazing looking studio. And now he's kind of already there. Like his studio is starting to look really, really good. And it's still not too late. You still could dive in and explain your process and, and how you put in, you know, the cat six in the wall because you knew you were going to need it. Right. And not just a cable to your desk, but a cable to everywhere. Cause you might decide to move these kind of things, right? These decisions. So it's, if you wait until the end, by the time you put it out there, because I got everything perfect and it's exactly ready to go and you make your maiden voyage and no one shows up, it's disheartening. It breaks you. It breaks you. That's why so many podcasts have like one to 10 episodes and they're done is because they wanted it to be perfect. They got everything coming out of the gate and nobody comes and they're like, what was it all for? And I've just spent all this money. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I spent all this money. So it's better that you pop up your phone and hide in the bathroom and start there. It's better that you take your phone in your camo and, and hide in the bathroom with a backdrop there than to go and like rent out a studio and put out all of your best best and nobody shows. It's better to build in public. It just is. And people will appreciate you more. And I don't know, man, there's something dope about the guys that we watched start from nothing and now they're crushing it. And like we were there when they were goofing off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with uh, just iPhone mics or the people that do this for their first couple episodes. Yeah. You know, holding the head. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I you like could that. Be, what do you, you think? You could be successful with like the most limited amount of equipment because really in the end, it comes down to understanding your audience and knowing what your content is and like how you're going to wow that audience or teach that audience that you're out there to create for. So, I, yeah, I think it. I don't know. I'm constantly switching my equipment around. I probably drive Doc crazy for it. As he said today, I'm using my phone with camo on it. I've been playing recently with continuity camera because people were asking about that in the community. And I was like, hey, I'll just see what that's like. You know, I switch my lights around all the time. I'm constantly moving things around. And and you know what? Like, I'm still just creating (laughs) as often as I can create. I definitely. (laughs) Bicky. Bicky's here. Hey, buddy. I meant that's super funny. Biggie said, I need more gear. No, you don't. Stop it. <laughs> One thing that I must say, and this is both painful, but then also positive. Continuity camera is not ready for prime yeah. time. It's a cute idea, Apple. It's not all the way ready. I, if you're just talking to your friends and family, fine. But for doing this, it's not really baked. It's too unreliable. Yeah. Stick to camo. Talk to Eden. They probably got some Black Friday thing popping off pretty soon. Just she's in the chat. If you're not on the live stream, you don't you miss this discount code. Not my problem. You should have been here. <laughs> but uh, I'm joking. Camo, camo or or shoot, you know, to be fair to Michael. And, um, you know, even the one that I don't like, which is uh, APOC camera, whatever, like they're yeah. they're all better than continuity camera at yeah. this moment. And they're not expensive. That one won't break the bank. Camo's my favorite, probably because Eden's my ice cream buddy. <laughs> and she makes me laugh on. I'm so glad you guys can't hear our daily conversations of just laughing about dumb stuff and yeah. and dog videos. <laughs> I do. I do love I and I want to call this one out. So Marcus is hanging out in our live studio audience, which you can always join us every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. We're here on YouTube recording this live. We're putting ourselves out in front of people. But Marcus says, I don't need more gear. I want more gear. And that's a really super important thing for people to keep in mind. If you're new to this whole space, if you're new to podcasting, you're new to video, video podcasting, this whole world, what you are immediately going to find is that it's really fun to buy gear. And when people buy cool gear or set up a really cool studio space, they want to show it off. They want, you know, we are content creators. We're creating content. We're constantly talking about our spaces and what we're doing and the behind the scenes of things. So don't let other people's excitement and desire to level up and just overall enthusiasm for the gear and further studio spaces 
convince you that you're not doing enough or that you don't have the right gear or that you're, you know, don't don't let what they're doing, which is coming from an excited, fun, like professional space, don't let that convince you not to get started or not to create a podcast. Everyone starts somewhere. Everyone has a different use case as well. So you, what works really well for you may work like not as well for someone else. Like what Doc has in his studio is never what I'm going to have in my home studio space for what I'm creating on a regular <laughs> basis, right? We have completely different goals. We have different audiences. We're, you know, we're working in different ways and spaces. Doesn't mean that I don't feel professional and that I like I've made the decisions that are best for me and for what I'm trying to do and for my audience. So keep keep that in mind. I think Marcus just like nailed it with that comment where many people it, like when it comes to buying gear, it's cool and fun and fun to buy. Doesn't mean that, you know, that it's like all of the necessary things. It's, you know, some necessary things and then some things that are there because they want to have them or that it's, you know, it's fun to build out that studio space. A hundred percent. And, you know, and it's, it's funny. Um, I will put this. It has to do with a value proposition, too. I definitely have friends of mine who would never go out and buy a three hundred dollar microphone. But I know for a fact they have like some $2,000 Adidas, Y3 <laughs> custom Adidas, right? Or, you know, they have like a, a, every month they got a brand new pair of J's, which at this point is like 500 bucks. If you're unfamiliar with J's, this conversation is not for you. I'm just saying your value proposition is what does it really mean to you and why? And if you're trying to do this, it's, it's an investment. And so, yeah, again, you don't have to go crazy, but you should definitely start somewhere and then go from there. The other thing is you can't necessarily listen to somebody else telling you what their budget problems are. Their budget problems aren't yours. Yep. So don't, don't listen to, if you have the money and somebody tells you, oh, you don't need it, uh, still buy the right thing because you're going to buy it again, which is more of a waste of money. So you don't have to go cheap, but if you have to, go cheap. It's so simple. You really have to make these decisions for yourself. Now, not, not to beat this in a dead horse, Marcus had a very funny comment, which is actually a good comment, is I'm tired, one of the excuses. Mm -hmm. No, and I'll be very mean about this. <laughs> no, because if your purpose is figured out, you're not tired about doing anything that is a portion of your purpose. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. If what you're doing is making you tired, you don't love it as much as you think it's you do. Right thing for you. And we are not going to like it any more than you do. You know, it's funny. I was doing something the other day and what I was teaching people how to do custom in instructions in ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. And one of the criteria for setting up your profile so that chat gives you what you want is specify to Chad, what is the one thing that you could talk about basically ad nauseum and never get sick of talking with your friends about it? So for me, it is Manchester United. For me, it is my Adidas collection because my uh, you guys seen me. You have never not seen me with a piece of Adidas drip on ever in your life. <laughs> and everyone who's seen me in public, like I'm, a, I'm right now, I got three. I'm just saying. <laughs> so yeah, like, you know, if it comes to cars, like I love my BMW and I know what people think about us, but I just love them, right? Now that I'm on my truck only, it's driving me crazy because I miss my Beamer. So yeah, if, if put those things in. and. I could do a whole like, you know, uh, Beamer, Benz or Bentley podcast and talk about that for hours on end, maybe more so than this gear stuff. I just don't talk about it to you guys because y'all ain't about that life. And Matt just said woodworking. You know me. <laughs> I could do that all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, I go hang out with Dane in the garage and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about wood stuff, you know. So, yeah, just figure that out. And um, boom. All right. There all right. Go. Let's move into number two. Luis, roll our number two. I don't have a unique idea. <laughs> I love this one uh, because it also goes into like beyond just I don't have a unique idea, but like what's the right idea? Like I don't know what the right idea is, which is actually what you were just talking about, Doc, where it's, you know, if you don't if you don't have a unique idea or know what your podcast should be about or how, or how to come up with topic ideas, then you don't want it bad enough because there's so many different ways to approach that. So if this is your excuse or one of your excuses or a variety of your excuse, then I would challenge you to spend a little bit of time really thinking through what made you want to do a podcast in the first place because it sounds like you're not quite there yet. My two cents anyway. How about you, Doc? 
that that is <laughs> yeah that i don't know man like that was a rough one okay listen you don't have to have a unique idea oh very good perspective yeah yeah the word unique in there it's true it doesn't have to be only your idea that no because uh, like how do we okay so we know you and i film people we mm-hmm. like films yep we we know that there's basically seven to ten is different plot lines that's it right man versus man <laughs> yeah. fish out of water mm-hmm. um especially the teenage the teenage comms that we all love so much from the 90s mm-hmm. fish out of water yeah right um you know hero overcoming strange odds or un- weird odds or whatever there's only the basics but everything out there all these movies all these stories they've all been done mm-hmm. and so yeah like at this point in time you don't have to have a unique idea you have to have your perspective really good point yep you know what i'm saying and then so that's it that's that's the best way to put it <laughs> all right well if that's your if that's your excuse there's your answer this next one well, coming it's, it's it's hard it's hard to cover that one because so many people do that to themselves but it's definitely not a true thing like somebody could start a Patriots podcast tomorrow. There's probably 200 of them. Yeah. But somebody in your neighborhood could start a Patriots podcast tomorrow and they might have a unique spin mm-hmm. and it might be better. Do you rem- I, I didn't watch the movie yet, but it comes up on the airplane all the time on both Hawaiian and JetBlue. And it's on my Amazon feed, like always popping to the top. But there was a movie recently called 80 for Brady. Have mm-hmm. no idea what that's about. Yeah. But could you imagine uh, basically four old ladies? In you know your neck of the woods, <laughs> dropping and doing the podcast like like yeah. uh, your boys from uh, Balls Out. If these yep. balls could talk, uh, which one is right? If, if these, these balls, balls could, could talk, talk, yeah. If they did a somebody did an eighty for Brady like podcast, a bunch of old ladies talking about Tom with the accents and everything. Yo, I'm watching that, and I don't even I can't stand that team. Don't tell your people in your neighborhood that. Oh <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'd be all over that because it'd just be freaking hilarious. It would yeah. be absolutely hilarious. So yeah, don't. That one is hard, but there's no such thing. No matter what you think is overdone, it's never overdone because even, you know, phones, cell phones were overdone and everybody told Steve, don't bother. And yet half of you guys, maybe more have iPhone in your pockets. Yeah. Now, I think that's a really good perspective. I hadn't thought about it. It's, yeah, you should absolutely, as Doc was saying, find your passion, write down like all of the different things that make you seriously happy that you could talk about for forever. And then, yeah, put your unique spin on it. I, I mean, I am definitely guilty of this, right? There's like a million different movie review podcasts, TikTok channels, Instagram accounts, you know, uh, articles online about every conceivable part of movies. So what I am doing for my personal podcast is not even kind of close to unique, but it's something that I'm passionate about. I have a lot of fun with, and we've put our own personal spin on it because no one is me. <laughs> so... So it, yeah, I think it, you know, comes down to what your goals are, who your audience is that you're trying to reach and how passionate are you about it. And yeah, remember what makes you, you. I like it. All right, let's go. All right. Number three, I'm not good at public speaking. I don't like to be on camera. (laughs) (laughs) I want to have a podcast, but I'm scared. I'm scared. Um, Oh, I'll be nice as possible here. That excuse is really not yours. That excuse is something you heard from somebody else and you owned it or adopted it. And now you believe it. So you have to be really, really careful of your belief system. And to my students, I remind them that in the middle of the word belief is lie. A large portion of what you believe is a lie. Because it is really funny how people hate public speaking. And then they have a couple minutes with uh, Patrick and Ronald, Pat and Ron or Patron. And all of a sudden they got, you can't get them to shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you guys don't know Patron, it comes in a little bottle, has the word tequila on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> tequila. Oh my gosh. That's it's, it's super funny, you know, like buttery Chardonnay deep all of a sudden people that don't like to be on camera can can just go for it you know so 
It's none of this is true. These are the lies you tell yourself. It is really hard. But you know what? There's no way to get better at public speaking without public speaking. It is impossible. You can't get better at driving by reading about it. You have to actually do it. So you can have that excuse forever and just hide in your house. Or you can just rip the Band-Aid, jump in the water, and then just get better. And I have the easiest secret to get better. And I've been telling people this a lot lately. Just video journal to yourself Mm -hmm. in your phone the way they do on TLC. Oh, my God. I hope Katie and Dane aren't messing up my kitchen. I really like my kitchen the way it is, blah, blah, blah. And they have some really, you know, you do that whole thing. And then when you do the reveal, you're like, oh, oh, hey, now. All right, I understand now. I like my pots overhead. I didn't think I would like my pots overhead. Half the time, you don't know what you don't like until you try again. And I guess the last one, these are the things that were taught when we were kids or some teacher made you feel bad about yourself. And I just remember going from childhood all the way up to mid thirties, still believing that I hated Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm reading Hank Russell's name in the same time. I'm trying to say Brussels sprouts and it got stuck. Sorry. Hank. It just, my, <laughs> Hank my, my brain. Sprouts. <laughs> Hank, Hank Russell sprouts. And then one day my friend was like, listen, man, I, 20 bucks, just eat it. I guarantee you it's going to change your mind. And so we got the shots and the money on the table. I ate a roasted Brussels sprouts with the yuzu zest and bacon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Mary, sweet mother of Jesus, what in the hang is this? And they're like, yeah. Turns out my grandfather was a truck driver for Jolly Green Giant. So if you were a kid in the 80s, <laughs> my grandfather probably bought you some nasty frozen vegetables. Yeah. And so because we got those Brussels sprouts, boiled, not the same as roasted Brussels sprouts. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> And everybody from the hood knows yeah. four for a dollar in a brick about this big. Yeah. They just take them out the frozen brick into the hot water, boil yeah. it, slap it on your face with a chunk of butter. There you go. And that does not a Brussels sprout make. Yeah. <laughs> so that is why. That is why I, you know. So again, you revisit something that you were told when you were a child. It might not be the same now. You are different. Yeah. You are di- you're more different today than you were at camp two weeks ago. Yeah. Put yourself in a safe space too. I'll say like, so what helped me with this, because I definitely felt this and still have moments of feeling this every now and then. But what really made it easier for me was being with someone else. So like when I'm by myself and live streaming or recording video or on a stage or t- whatever it is, I get really nervous and I, I have to like actively calm myself down and turn that ener- turn the negative energy into positive energy. But when I'm on a like on a video call or a podcast or a show with Doc or with my friend Nat or a guest on someone else's show that I've talked with a few times or I know or as a friend, then I, I it feels safer and friendlier. What also helped me a lot was just having friends and community members in the chat being like, hey, it's Katie. Oh, we're so excited Katie's here. Or like, you know, like adding kind of some of that positivity to remind you that none of this is life and death. Like all of the all of this is just you're doing it to help people. You're doing it because you thought it was fun. You're doing it because you're you're talking about something you're passionate about. So I, I think putting yourself in a safe space or allowing kind of those friendly faces or friendly comments into that space with you is going to help you feel more comfortable as well. And keep you practicing beyond talking just to yourself, because as Doc said, like it's you, you might be doing the video, you know, the video kind of journaling for months and be like, oh, I'm awesome at this. That is a different feeling than being live and it's a different feeling than being on stage. So at some point, you have to put yourself into the position that you actually are trying to be in. So do that, but bring a, bring a friend, bring a friend or two, bring a bunch of friends. <laughs> we have the whole yeah. f- group of friends. The Flowriders are here leaving us all kinds of nice comments and it, it makes a big difference. You know, and, and here's, here's the thing, like it's kind of goes together with the first one. And then this one, I know that you doing your podcast with Nat was a definite pull into the dance floor remember yeah, like in the yeah. in primary school nobody's on the dance floor and then <laughs> yeah. s- somehow you pulled nat or nat pulled you into the dance floor and now you guys are so good and your your chemistry is just growing week after week your ability to like 
uh, role with the people in the chat is getting better. And maybe it's only me, but I'm like, oh my God, I just want to give Matt a whole new microphone. <laughs> I mean, Matt, a whole new microphone. Um, yeah. But I don't even care because the stuff that we're talking about is so good. Like I had completely forgot about it. And then Karen kind of brought up the difference the other day. And I was like, wow, I'm normally on that, but proof positive. We've been so vibrating on the good movies and the memories or where we were when we saw this movie. I had completely forgot how that sounded until Karen brought it back up. And then I was like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> so yeah. So again, see, you don't, it doesn't matter, bro. Like, like just do your thing. And when it's good and you make people feel those emotions or you bring those memories or you make them feel like they're part of it. They don't care about nothing else because I had completely forgot about until somebody had to go. Why are you bringing up old stuff? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this this next one is actually kind of similar to what someone brought up earlier. So interest, interested to hear your perspective on this one. Number Excuse number four is I don't have enough time. I'm kind of merciless <laughs> about this one as well because I feel, I feel like this is like the I don't have the right idea kind of thing where... If you don't have enough time for it, you're not willing to make time for it. Maybe this isn't for you. Is <laughs> my, my opinion. Couple things on that. Okay, so my my Aubrey's not here today. I wonder where she is. Oh. Aubrey has a really cool podcast called The Morning Minute Ish, and it's really a minute ish. It's never a minute because you know she's like us. <laughs> she goes a little longer. Um, and then uh, back in the day, my homie Sam used to do a iOS app podcast and he kept it to like under three minutes at all times many of the times it was literally like a tiktok reel man that would have been good he would be crushing right now he'd he be crushing a TikTok. But, <laughs> but you know when when apps were first coming out right there was you know before we before we had the joke about there's an app for that mm -hmm. you know you only found about apps through a podcast like that or somebody would tell you you know a lot of people were still on their old you know uh yeah. not so smartphones and things like that. So he had a, built an entire show that was pretty high on the Apple charts. And it was literally just coming in and saying, you know, what this cool app was and what it does and why you should take a look at it if that's you. And he did it for like five years. So no one says it has to be an hour. Like no one says, it no one tells you how long it has to be. It's not one of those situations. Then secondarily, it goes back to, you make time for what you love, man. You just do. And I would say the number one thing that most content creators don't do is explain it to the people who are most likely to knock on your door while you're trying to record. So from the time when I first got into YouTube, Emma was really, really small. And I used to sit her in a chair and put on the headphones and, you know, let her slide the buttons on the mixer or whatever. And then she would talk to me and I would not say nothing. And then after she'd come out, then I would talk to her. And then she's like, how come you're ignoring me? I go, no, when somebody has the headphones and they're talking to the microphone, it's not polite to talk to them. Mm -hmm. It's 2009. You know who never bothers me when I'm recording? Emma. <laughs> Why? Because. I trained it into her head. That's please and thank you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for those of you guys with small kids, bring them in, put them on the headset, put them on the mic, and explain to them when someone is doing this, the proper etiquette is to be quiet. And it wasn't hard. Like, she never bothered me. And so you also have to get buy-in from your friends. Like, listen, people, I know you guys always got some fire you want me to put out, some tech question or whatever. Don't call me during these times. This is what I'm doing. And you know what? For the most part, they respect that. Every once in a while, somebody will forget. But they'll, they normally are like, oh, yeah, my bad. I completely forgot. You know, so they just know. So other than my brother, June, who you all know, he's the only one that will sneak in the room like a ninja and scare the crap out of me <laughs> because I'm so busy riled up about something. And I look into my monitor and he's standing back there like the Kang DeLorean. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just one of those things, fam. Like, you can absolutely just involve the people around you, and that will help you find the time. So be honest with yourself. 
And if you love it, you'll make time for it. If you're just doing it because you think you need to do it because everybody else says you should do it, you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. And I will say, and we have, a, I agree with all of that. And to add on to it a little bit is that, you know, we've done a lot of episodes. In fact, we started this podcast. It's called The Flow because we really wanted to be able to show everyone and talk through how to create a really effective podcasting workflow that saves you time. So the important thing too to remember is that once you're passionate about it and you've committed to the actual like recording time, all of the other stuff around it, you can find ways to be more efficient. You can find ways to save time. You can decide what you want to add on or remove from your workflow. So again, like maybe, you know, maybe you want to do the most. You maybe you want to do something similar to us where it's like, you know, you have like a landing page, you're creating, you know, short little video clips that you're using for promotion. You're doing behind the scenes, you're populating social accounts, you're recording episodes, you're bringing on guests, like you're doing all of these things. Great. You know, figure out a workflow that makes time for that so that you you know what the process is every single week. So again, you can block that off in your calendar, you can let everyone know. But you don't have to do all of those things either. Like you, all you have to do to have a podcast is record and release a podcast. You could live stream it like <laughs> yeah. we do. Like, so just keep that in mind. Like the, I don't have enough time, like if you don't have enough time or if time, if you are doing a lot of things, but you really want to be able to fit a podcast into it, then just start with just the record a release. And like Doc said, maybe it's a really short podcast for the first little bit. And as you make more time for it, because it's starting to do well, or because you just have more time as a result of it, you know, whatever the thing, then you can change it and get, you know, and make it a little bit longer, or add extra things in that are going to take up the time. But it, yeah, it's important to remember that there's like a lot of different kinds of time when it comes to podcasting. But the most important one is the actual recording of the podcasting. All of the other stuff, you know, time could be tweaked down or you don't have to do all of those steps if you're short on time. This is funny. All right. So the reason, another reason why you don't have time is just because you haven't, <clears throat> sorry. Managing your time well. Oh. <laughs> Hold that. Hold, please. Oh, let's watch Doc's bat background dancing lights. The lights are dancing for those listening. <laughs> okay, here we go. You don't need a diploma to start a podcast. I know. The number one reason why you don't have this time yet also is you don't have enough reps in for it to become ah, at point. speed. Yep. At speed. Okay. So when you first, oh, here, here's how can I explain this? When I first came to Amesbury, my trip from the airport to the office took roughly an hour, right? And in my head, I'm going, man, Ken lied. Ken said we were about 40-ish minutes away from Boston. I was like, Ken, that took well over an hour. It took well over an hour because I didn't know where the hell I was going. So I'm doing it at a different clip. Now that I've been there like 10 times, it takes me like 40-ish 40 minutes, minutes yeah. maybe a little, little less because, you know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's quick. Yeah. It's really quick. And I can have the tunes, as they call it in match, the tunes. I can have the tunes on full blast. I can have the window dipped, you know, bobbing my head. I'm doing my thing. I got some actual coffee. Sorry, Dunks. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just vibing. I know where I'm going. Yeah. When we're taking people back and forth to the garrison and to all these places, like, I don't even need the Jeeps. I know all five ways to get to the office from Clark's Road. Yeah. You can go this way, you can go that way, you can go at Macy. Yeah, you you're maximizing your time. Yeah, your experience helps yeah. you to maximize your time, for sure. Exactly. So, yes, please don't get it twisted. It will become faster and easier the more you do it. Yep. Absolutely. There. All right, well, this last one, I know, is one that all of you have asked <laughs> or thought about or considered at one point or another, and our, our answer is going to be pretty obvious, but here, let's go through it anyway. Number five on our podcast excuse list is, I don't know how to edit audio or video or how to edit at all. I don't, I've, you know, I've, I've been talked into doing this podcast and the editing part absolutely terrifies me. Well, I would say that our, our number one off immediate answer is, you don't have to edit. We like we do a podcast where we live stream it and because we are not overly picky about, you know, about it being absolutely perfect because we don't believe in perfection here. We believe in real people, real ideas helping each other. We wouldn't we don't have to edit this. 
you know, it, it is not something that you have to do. And if, if you have to do it for whatever reason that you want to do it or it's part of your thing, there's so many different ways that you can approach it, right, Doc? There's like a plethora of different ways to think through and approach editing. I think you're 100% correct. I think, number one, you definitely do not have to edit. The thing of talking and having um, ability to say what um, you want to uh, say all the time, that just goes away. Like, I am really stuck if I have to um, or I'm trying to repull something from memory recall. And as you become uh, vintage, memory gets slower. When I'm generally talking, I don't um too much because I learned to eat the ums from experience. So we don't have to edit because I don't do as many ums as you would think. And the more you do it, the faster those go away. If you're still doing them as a crutch, it's just something that will go away with time the more comfortable you become with the subject. A lot of times we're telling you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to start a rocket science podcast. In the beginning of starting a rocket science podcast, not being a rocket scientist, you will um a lot. Once you become Bill Nye the science guy, you won't um at all. So a large portion of that is your comfort with the topic. And it's okay. Like nobody cares. Everybody who you think is going to be embarrassed or you're embarrassed of them hearing you um, guess what they do? They um, all of us do it, right? In every language, there's a um. I got to tell you, I don't know if Eden's still around, but the funniest thing to me is when I was in China and I found out how Chinese people say um. Ooh, how do they say it? Yo, I, I'll tell you after. But <laughs> let's just say it's a very, it's very funny. And, well, it's funny to me. And when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. As an, see, Eden knows. <laughs> Eden knows. As, a, as an American in China, hear everybody stop and keep hitting it. The, and they hit it long. It's a long singing uh. version. And it's like, uh, anyway, um, it sounds like a racial slur, okay, <laughs> but it's <gotcha>. not. <laughs> it's, it's really, really funny. Uh, so the, the point being, you will get better the more you do it. Yep. So. Like, really, don't don't trip out over that. Just do it. It will come to you. You'll be fine. And my voice is cracking. And, pre- like, pra- to fill in while Doc is, takes a sip of water is, pr- like, practice and planning, right? The two, the two Ps. So, w- again, with software like Ecamm or anything else, if you're crazy, <laughs> you, can, you can lay it all out and plan out everything in advance so that even someone that has next to no experience with video can can record a pretty great program. And if if at the end, for whatever reason, you think, you know, ah, oh, shoot, I said this one thing at the beginning or at the end or even in the middle that I didn't love, even a software like QuickTime that's on your computer could help you trim out something like that. And that's still better. You've still created the content versus sitting there saying, I, I can't do this right now. I don't know how to get into to editing or I'm not. I'll start my podcast once I figure out, you know, whether or not I can hire an editor or whether or not I can learn how to edit. There are tools out there, both free and fairly reasonably priced, that do make it a lot easier for you if things do go wrong and you need the picture quality goes or someone's audio gets a little bit wonky or something happens, like a tech challenge happens. There are tools out there to solve that. But yeah, I would challenge you to say that. Do you do you really need to edit or can you just be a little bit better at the planning and practice phases so that so that you can just release record and release or stream and release as we do um in this particular show right 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 and so also it's it literally has to do with just understanding you will get good at it the more you do it you can always get somebody else to do it for you and you don't have to go that crazy. These tools that are out here now are incredible. And nobody really cares if you edit it or not. They just don't. If the content is good, the content is good. You guys don't do too much editing with uh, VHS at all, right? I do none. I literally drag and drop the file. Perfect. Over. Perfect. I, 
And there are moments where like, I will, I will, I mean, I have done every conceivable weird thing uh, under the book. Like I, I've, you know, I've forgotten to roll like our rap scene. So we have no like final music. I've like had weird things happen in the middle of the show. And I've thought to myself, I could go back in there and fix it. And then I'm like, I don't know. I like the, our show is really That's funny. meant to be fun and silly. And I, I think about even shows that I listen to on a regular basis. And I always laugh to myself when you're listening to the show. So it's already, it's released and out there. And they say something like, ah, you know, I can't believe I just said that. You're going to cut that in editing, right? And the other person's like, yeah, sure. And they never do. And then it's like, obviously <laughs> yeah. not cut in editing, right? Because we're listening to it. So it, the person feels like even just saying that, like, is kind of funny because the audience feels like they're in on something. They feel like they're, you know, they're part of the show. They're part of the experience, which is why I love doing it. I love recording live and being able to do it here where I feel like we can take immediate feedback from the audience. It feels the recording process feels less daunting. I have to say for me, I the the most stressed I get these days is when I am a podcast guest on a show where they record it, not live, we're just recording. And they say something to me like this. Hey, Katie, you know, if you say anything that like you don't like, or you want to correct or change, just let us know. And then and then we'll record it. Again. Like we you can stop and you can say it again in the way that you want to say it. And I'm like, Oh, no, that's intensely stressful for me. That means like the entire time my brain is going like, Oh, did that sound okay? Is this the point where I really want to re-record it? Should I like stop the podcast and tell them that I want to re-record this? Like, how would I say it differently? Like, my mind just takes over versus when I'm in this environment. Maybe I say something I don't want to say, or maybe even in this episode, I'm thinking like, uh, I'm talking too much. I should let Doc talk more. What, like, whatever is in my mind, it's too late. I can't correct it. So, you can't so we're like, it. we're just going to no. move along, right? And I'm going to try to get a little bit better next time or think about how I want to approach it next time. So it... Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's changed my perspective on it that now recording stuff feels trickier because there is an expectation of it being better produced and more perfect than when I don't have the opportunity to correct what I'm saying. You don't on a stage, by the way, like when you're on stage, never. <laughs> you say what you say and the, the audience is there watching and you move, you know, you move along where it's so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if a podcast needs to be heavily edited. I guess unless you're like interviewing a really famous person or a big name person who, you know, there maybe there's something that they accidentally trick them they into know saying. More than, <laughs> they know more than anybody what it's like to be live. They've done live television before yeah. or live radio or whatever. Man, the Woolpads put in something in the comments, which I absolutely love hearing from someone else. Since I moved from edited vlogs to live vlogs on my channel, I've saved so much time from yeah. editing. Plus, my audience love it when I go wrong or press the wrong stream deck button. <laughs> connectivity with my audience has gone way up. And yes, yes, I did say connectivity. I forgot there was a funny conversation with, with us on Twitter one day about when is it connectivity versus connectivity? And we were like, oh, when the device costs more than a grand. Kind of like a vase in a vase. The vase in a vase. The vase in a vase. Yeah, a vase is much more expensive. <laughs> I just, I absolutely love to hear that because for the most part, what we're doing, whenever we're making a podcast or a live video or a recorded video or a vlog is we're trying to just share something with somebody else to give them the inspiration to feel better that day. Yeah. And having the courage to do that live is so much more beneficial because you get that comment. So even the Woolpatch making a comment while we're doing the show, talking about editing and feeling good with not editing, is proof positive that doing it live is the move. Yeah. Right? And whether we edited the show or not is really not relevant. It's just a matter of make an executive decision and pick one. So if you don't like editing, don't. And if you feel like you have to, then you have no choice but to do this. It's really me. Like, I know how to cook broccoli. I just won't eat it. <laughs> I can't stand to eat it, but I know how to cook it. You know, it's not that hard. Sometimes you got to do the thing that you don't like in order to do the mission that you want to do. If yeah. I could get to my purpose by laying in bed all day and watching Manchester United games on full repeat, I would do that. Turns out that's not a thing. So I have to do all the other things so that when I do take time to stop and watch a game for 90 minutes, 
tomorrow. <laughs> I, cool. I got it. I did all the other stuff so that I can do that. Yeah. Well, those are the five excuses that we found. There's a million others. I we could probably <laughs> do an episode every single week on all these excuses. But the important thing to remember is that there's actually not even one right answer to counter each of these excuses. So it like the entire podcasting experience is so personal. So there is not like you are not wrong with your process. You are not wrong with your gear. You are not wrong at how you speak or the way that you, you know, create your content or how often you're doing it or how long your podcast episode. None of that is wrong. Those are all choices that you make. And then you evaluate as to whether or not they are working towards your goals that you make. And then you make tweaks and edits and changes to make improvements, again, to benefit you and your audience and the goals that you have that you, that you made. So it, all of these excuses are just you trying to convince yourself that you can't do it because you're scared, which we get. But at some point, you got to have to push past that because there's... There's no, there's no reason why, and it's so much fun and so rewarding on the other side. So if it is something that you want to do, talk your way through it. Marcus said, called it. The short answer is, if you really want it, you'll just do it. You'll just do it. So. Yes. L- listen, I'd like to put this into the context of one of my favorite people in the world. And it really saddens me that we didn't get to have him longer, but... I talk to my people about this all the time. I think the proper answer when it comes to this is what Bruce Lee said, and that's be water, my friends. And if you haven't heard this speech before, I will shorten it. But Bruce basically says, if you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. If you put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. If you put water into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Water can flow. Or it can crash, right? So be water, my friends. In other words, have the flexibility to do all of that. And we know water is both life nourishing and giving, and it can do so many things for you. But trust me, I live on an island. I know what an 80-foot wave looks like. (laughs) I have seen people get demolished because they disrespect it or they don't understand it or they treat it, you know, not like it should be, right? Or tsunamis. So you have, if you're water, you have the power to be nourishing and everything else, but you also have the power to destroy. So with great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> whole different person, uh, Uncle Ben. <laughs> but, but yeah, the idea of being water, that fluency, that's really funny to say it that way, <laughs> but that fluidity, that fluency, and I like to say now, just this is liquid. Podcasting is liquid. It can be whatever you want it to be. So it can be a struggle or it can be a breeze. It, and uh, yeah, that's, that's a little woo-woo, but trust no, me, like it's, it's a good way to think of it because it really can be whatever. So you're either, you know, having this tsunami, you know, some people see all the buttons and stuff as a tsunami. I see all the buttons and stuff as cups of water I can use to feed all the people that are going to listen. Absolutely. Oh, on that note, let's roll our end. It's funny. The show is called The Flow. The show is called The Flow, and we are all water. (laughs) Love it. I forgot about that. I love it. You have to be able to go with the flow. Oh, my God, Paul. Okay, so if you want to flow, you can check us out on flow.ecamp.com. Oh, my God. I'm still cracking up right now. Um, And this is what gets you to wherever your podcast getting is got. It could be RSS feed, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. And my new favorite podcast app called Snipped, hit me me up. I'll explain it to you. And then also Captivate in order to host this bad boy. So big ups to Captivate for sponsoring the show. They are our hosts. If you're looking for a host, they're one of the best, one of the easiest. We absolutely love them. And all of your tech support comes with a British accent. I'm just saying. (laughs) So, So Captivate is absolutely the move. If you want to jump on and you haven't started yet, you're looking for a a place to host your site, check out Captivate at Captivate.fm. And then last but not least, we want to give a little love to the Descript family. Listen, we talk about this ad nauseum. We use Descript to do this show. And recently they've added so many cool things. That's like a whole episode. So just go over there 
and check it out. And you don't have to know everything. You just got to start somewhere. So Descript is a good place to start. You can check them out at Descript.com. Yay. <laughs> it's that so true. Awesome. You don't have to know everything with software like this. I, it's Yeah, I love that. That's great. I know that most people drive their car right now and they know very little. Do you know how to change the uh, transmission oil inside your Mazda? No, heck no, no. I got married. But does it uh, get does it get your kids <laughs> right? Does it get your kids back and forth to school? Yeah. Right? And to horsing or, or soccering or cross countrying or whatever the ninety things that they do. Yeah, true. Yeah. So you you don't have to know, right? All you need to know is I back this sucker up. Yep. Throw my Costco in it and I get back home. See? So, yeah, you don't have to know everything. You know, most people don't know how their heart works, but they use it every day. Anyway, <laughs> so love you guys. Thank you. And Thanks so much for hanging hopefully, out. Hopefully, uh, Aiden is awake this week for it, but here we go. Flow Riders out! <laughs>